0: Hey, 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 what's up, lad familiar? You crazy football loving nutters. This is Ray Hudson, and you are luxuriating in listening to the Inter Miami podcast with a stupefyingly magnificent Jay and Alex. Two lads who are as electrifying as a hairdryer thrown into a hot tub. Stay tuned, because you know what it's going to be it's going to be magisterial with an amplifier.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Enter Miami podcast. Um, We are joined by a very special guest, someone we are uh, very happy to speak with and learn more about, and um, someone who is one of the few people I've ever come across in life that can make Than turn around and uh, and issue a public apology. But we are talking about none other. We've dubbed him the Zen Master. We've also thought of maybe the Styx God, uh, anything. Well, we're still open to interpretation, so maybe, maybe he can clarify what nickname he wants us to use. But we're talking about Mr. Drake Calendar. How are you doing? Welcome to the show.
2: What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. Uh, super excited to diving dive into some interesting topics today um i've seen your seen and heard your guys podcasts uh here and there so it's it's nice to get a to get a little feature um yeah man i'm i i'm an open book today so all right ready 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 for anything
1: we've got some fun questions we're gonna learn quite a bit about you but i guess you know First question: Do you approve officially of the Zen Master, or is there a, a nickname that you grew up with, or what, what? would you like to be known as outside of your government
0: name?
2: Um, I'm, I mean, I'm okay with Zen Master. That was some uh, my teammates kind of put on me this year. Um, Jersey's always been one of the guy's call me uh, Drake, uh, Draco, <laughs> um, Draco D. So we have kinda, a Discord, and a yeah. lot of people call you Big Draco. Uh huh. Um, I kind of, you know, I'm kind of chill with anything. So, um, yeah, I mean, even just Drake or, uh, I actually, I think my favorite would probably be, uh, Draco. Draco.
1: Draco. Hey, we we can, we can etch it in stone right now, Uh, you know, (laughs) or, or just call him by, by his, his regular name and, and cut out all the nicknames. But, uh, tell us about, you know, young Drake calendar. What was your youth and upbringing? uh, like, uh, you know, any siblings, any other sports you played as a kid?
2: Yeah. So, uh, I grew up in uh, the suburbs of Sacramento in Northern California. Um, I have an older brother, Ian, he's like two and a half years older, older than me. So we, uh, growing up, spent a lot of time outside. Um, we lived pretty close to the American river. So whether that was going on hikes or trail running or kayaking, um, or cycling, you know, uh, a lot, a lot of my youth was spent outside. Um, and then in terms of like sports, uh, you yeah, know, I pretty much did everything from swimming, baseball, basketball, Taekwondo, uh, disc golf, soccer, basketball. Um, but you know, I probably enjoyed soccer the most. I think that's kind of why I stuck with it. Cause I always had the most fun and you start to realize when you be in baseball season, you're like, oh man, like I wish I was playing soccer, mm-hmm. um, that was something that I, I I always looked forward to, and uh, I remember when soccer turned year round, I was always super excited because I was like, all right, I got to do this all the time now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was just like always just active, very very active lifestyle. Um, went to a K through eight school, so you know I was around like the similar group of kids pretty much my entire elementary and middle school experience. Uh, very inclusive. Um, we went on a bunch of field trips. Uh, had a really good just, like, development um, in, like, my youth. And, yeah, I was I was always just moving, you know, always, 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 always moving, doing something.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, fair enough. There's a, a lot to see over in, in California, for sure, especially in that NorCal um, area. Now, uh, you said you, you, you had a brother. Is he older or younger?
2: He's older. So he's uh, two and a half years older than me. Uh, his name's Ian. Um, you know, he also grew up playing sports, played soccer, played uh, – um through high school into a uh, junior college still still really good player he doesn't play anymore um but that was one thing that I probably enjoyed the most growing up was me and him would always just go out to the local field or local park and just like pass the ball play around um and that was just really good for our our relationship and also just like good for just like my just skills you know yeah um just to have somebody who also you know shares a similar interest and enjoys playing was huge.
1: And I'm sure that uh, you know him being a couple years older, you were playing against kids that were probably a little bit bigger, maybe faster, more developed, and and you know in the long run that might actually really help. That you're kind of playing with a, a slightly higher level um, caliber of I guess athlete or youth as you were you know coming up.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I remember back in the day, like I started in rec league, and then there was select and competitive. Um, I don't know if there were, I don't think academies had formed Mm -hmm. uh, yet while I was younger. So I remember it was probably um, like my first or second year doing select, I was like 11 or 12 and I went to tryouts for like a U14 team and I like fit in. So um, I always kind of grew up playing with older, more developed guys and, you know, also again having an older brother, like his group of friends, we would go out and play, so like I was like exposed to you know bigger, faster, stronger, yeah. uh, you know players from like a young age, which I think in the long in the long run helped me out.
1: And were you always a keeper, or was maybe you know in when your younger days maybe like a winger, or midfielder, or
2: yeah, um, I, I didn't start out as keeper. I actually started out as a forward because um, I just I just loved to run, you know. And I was taller than everyone. I was fast, so I scored a lot of goals. Um, and then one game, it was actually during a, a indoor soccer game on turf with, like, the walls and everything. Uh, I played a goalie, and there was so much action, and I was, like, slide tackling saves, and, you know, I didn't have any gloves, so I was bare hands, and I, I had so much fun. And so from that point on, it was kind of like, you know, all right, I'll play one half on the field, and then the next half I'll play in goal. Um, and then over time I started just, like, just like I guess – really enjoying it and having a lot of fun and um you know was able to like start start to like understand like all right like this is how i score goals then it's like all right well then how do i save them so it's like having like a, like a perspective from a striker ended up helping me out play goalkeeper
1: makes sense actually um, Makes a yeah. lot of sense. Well, maybe we'll have to petition for Phil to let you come up, uh, you know, late in the game <laughs> on a on a corner kick and get some action. At, at what age or what point in your life did you have the realization that soccer is what you wanted to focus on and really dedicate, you know, your time and and really your life to?
2: Yeah. So I would say like like my sophomore year of high school. Um, I think by then I was just doing soccer and track and field, um, and like you know, I again like. As, as I was getting older, the sports were getting lesser and lesser. So it came down to soccer and track and field. And I was pretty good at both. Um, and, you know, I, I would say I enjoyed soccer the most. So that's why, you know, I decided to pursue it versus other sports. Um, but I had the opportunity to uh, go to a training session with the uh, Earthquakes Academy. And from that point on, I realized, like, all right, like, I can compete with this, with these level of players. Um, You know, I'm, I'm being exposed to a different level of play, uh, to better coaching, to better competition. And I just kind of like, you know, made that commitment to like myself, like, all right, like, I'm going to go for it and kind of see where it takes me. Um, But yeah, I was around like 16, 17 years old. So, uh, fairly, You know, I mean, you hear stories of guys committing when they're like, you know, pretty, pretty young. But, you know, I feel like still I was I was at a a good age to kind of like, you know, be old enough to make that kind of decision.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like a kind of classic all American, all around athlete. I I actually ran track and I'm pretty sure Tham probably holds the shot put record at his at his high school. What what did you run in track and field or um, I guess not always running, but what were your uh, um, activities or events?
2: Yeah, so uh, it's funny. I actually did the uh, I did the uh, two hundred meter dash, uh, I did the long jump, I did the shot put, and yeah. I did the four by one hundred relay. Okay. Um, so um, we're we're like brothers because I I, mean, I did shot <laughs> disc and yeah.
0: I did the four by one hundred. Okay, there we go. Look <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> at him!
1: Look go. at him trying to rekindle some sort of, of friendship. There we go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, um, no it was definitely like I will say my my two favorite events were the long jump and the shot put um, I didn't have the spin yet but I, I had the one where you're facing the opposite direction yeah, you kind of slide yeah. and turn Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah it was always just like again like diversifying like my experience as like a track and field athlete I could easily just alright 200 meter dash I'm good with just this one but I wanted to challenge myself in other areas yeah. Um, and so that was definitely something that I was able to, like, I guess, use in the sport of soccer because it was like, all right, like, how am I still challenging myself? It's like, how can I expose myself to different situations, to, uh, different shots, different movements that are going to help me out in the game?
0: So, you know, talking about being able to, you know, look at your surroundings, knowing like what shots you're going to go after, how you're going to react to them. Were there any like goalkeepers growing up that you maybe idolized or molded your game after, uh, any particular ones
2: you may have followed growing up? Yeah. So I would say my favorite goalkeeper to watch growing up was, uh, Edwin Bannersar when he was at Manchester United, just cause he was like a little bit bigger. He was taller. Um, he, his, uh, positioning was amazing. Um, I just liked like the presence that he had while like he played. You could really tell he was like passionate about what he was doing. Um, and then I guess alongside that would probably be like Manuel Neuer because he's kind of just like you know a little bit of everything. Like great, great on one v ones, makes big saves, um, really, really fast reactions. Uh, kind of a sweeper keeper, likes to play off his line, um, and. Uh, I think I probably have watched more Manuel Norah highlights than any other goalkeeper just because of how he's able to handle all the different situations and solve all all the different problems during a game. Um, It's pretty unique. And he's also just like, you know, he's a little bit bigger. Um, I feel like in terms of like body mechanics, I'm similar to him. Um, And so it's like understanding how he was set for a shot or how low he would get on 1v1s or kind of his depth on like the line kind of helped me find what works best for me. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that makes
0: sense. I mean, to me, Manuel Neuer helped revolutionize goalkeeper position because there wasn't a lot of people out there playing the sweeper keeper position, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, I mean, definitely two, two of my favorites. I mean. They're both, I mean, I'm a Manchester United guy, but Manuel Neuer is also one of the best in the world, so you can't help but appreciate what he does day in and day out.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Who's,
1: yeah. your, who's um, your EPL team, Drake?
2: Uh, I mean, I grew up watching Manchester United. Like <laughs> I kind of followed my brother's footsteps with that one because he was more interested in international soccer from a, from a young age, and he was he was a big Cristiano Ronaldo fan, so I always ended up just watching the games he watched, and then I was like, oh, Edwin Vanistar is pretty uh, sick too. So <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Show them yeah. the tattoo, Dan. Show them the tattoo. I don't know if I
0: can. I don't know if I can get it that far. But there we uh, go. Yeah, yeah. I got a couple pieces on my wall here too. But uh, yeah, we're we're united through and through in this house. Um, but you know, talking back to uh, college, like you had a lot of accolades while you were in college. Do you have one particular memory that you would say would be your best memory from Cal, uh, or it could be even a couple that you would maybe tie together?
2: In terms of like on the field or just like Cal, like overall.
0: Uh, I guess why don't you go ahead and give us one on the field and
2: one at Cal overall. Okay, yeah, um, I would have to say uh, we played uh, University of Portland my sophomore year um, at Portland. Great facility, great field, great grass field. Um, it was a little rainy, and Portland had a, a really really good squad, um, and we um, had it was a it was a like a seven o'clock game. Um, you know, we always liked traveling up north just because it was like you knew it'd be like good competition. Uh, we ended up winning two-one uh, in uh, overtime. Uh, it was golden goal, so it's like we don't we, we don't do golden goal in the pros, but in college you do golden goal. So it's first one to score it takes it home. Yeah, um,
1: that's an amazing. I I, I didn't <laughs> know that was a real life thing. I thought that was just a FIFA thing. <laughs> yeah.
2: So it was a golden goal. We ended up winning 2-1. I think I had, like, eight or nine saves. I stopped the PK in, like, the 90th minute, and it was just one of those. It was, like, my – probably, like, my, like, best performance to date as, like, a collegiate player. Um, and I just remember, like, after the game, like, our team just, like, bonded so much, like, to, to like, endure an away game um, and come out with, like, a win in overtime was huge. And uh, – there was just so much like to learn from during that experience that it, it helped me build momentum going into the rest of my season. I look at that as like a pivotal moment where uh, I really stepped up to the plate and was able to, I guess, perform like at my best. Um, and yeah, I guess moving into like, just like Cal overall, like I can't say there was one one memory. It was just like, just like the collective experience of the people that I met uh just the environment of, like how like the campus is in- integrated with nature trees a lot like a lot of like libraries it's really close to the uh, Berkeley fire trails where you can go hiking um and also too like I was able to uh, live with my best friend growing up I think during my junior and senior years of college so it was just really cool to have like a little piece of home and like a good friend with you uh during like college um, and so, just overall, it was just uh, I look back and I feel like I like learned so much. I was exposed to so much um, new information and like ways of life and like new people. And I made some really, really good uh, relationships. And like the mentors that I had, the coaching staff at Cal was great. Just overall, just top experience. And, um, I definitely, definitely, whatever I make it back to California. Normally during the off-season, I try and spend a, a, a day or two there and just hang out with the people, just like, you know, just kind of just hang out on a campus and go to the old places you used to eat food and um, see some old friends. That's an excellent segue
1: to my next question. So although both Florida and Cali have palm trees, beaches, and beautiful climates, what do you miss most about Cali? Like what is the thing that you have to do every single time You go back home to Sacktown, whether it be a restaurant, a park, a trail, uh, you know, a a fun place to go out. What's the what's the must do thing for Drake Callender when he travels back home?
2: Well, first and foremost, just to see my family, you know, Um, they make it out here a few times. But, you know, it's just like spending time with like my parents, uh, with my brother. Um, I always go on. There's this, uh, there's like this walk, I was going with like my mom, it's like this loop that takes you down by the American River. It's just like a nice like 30 minute walk, we just go on, just kind of talk, just like share space together. And then we go and get lunch at this place called Sunflower. Um, And they have like these really good like nut burgers and nachos and tacos. Um, It's all vegetarian, they have like really good shakes. It's just like, just like like, just like the simple things, you know, just like walks and really, really good food with like my mom. Mm-hmm. um and then i guess another thing would just be i played a lot of disc golf uh it's probably one of like my favorite like hobbies sports to play outside of soccer um and like a non-competitive way but i've been playing since like i was in, like sixth grade well low, low
1: risk t- of injury too so safe safe the yeah. coaches are okay with you playing disc golf i promise <laughs> yeah
2: and two is uh so, so yeah i was playing like a lot of disc golf there's a really some really nice courses um where i live um and yeah just like again like nothing nothing fancy just kind of just doing the things that i enjoyed doing growing up it's like spending time outdoors seeing family um you know it's always neat going back home because you get to see everything with like a fresh set of eyes um and like you start to realize, like, oh, like I would have never thought of this thought thought to do this when I was a kid, but now like I can appreciate it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like a simple walk with my mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: You mentioned but, nut burger. I don't know if I've ever seen a nut burger on a menu. Are you? What What are your eating habits? Are you vegetarian?
2: Uh, I'm a little bit of an omnivore. Um, you know, I've 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 tried eating like vegetarian, vegan, pescatarian. Kind of tried everything, and uh, I would say. Yeah, I kind of eat everything, but I definitely eat more fruits and plants than meat. I still eat meat, but just overall, um, a lot of fruits and plants. Like I love smoothies. Mm. Um, I love, like, salads, like, rainbows, um, and then, you know, just, like, super basic salmon or bison or there's this place called Wild, Wild Fork Foods that has, like, a lot of, like, game.
1: Yeah, the, it's a frozen uh, place.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, like, nice to try out different things there, but... Um,
1: does that exist in California or is that just a, a Florida there, kind of business? There's
2: no wild fork foods in California okay. that I know of.
1: <laughs> I, I hear you. It's for, for me, it's just bacon's too good to give up, but, uh, mm-hmm. all right. I, I like that. I like that. That's a, a healthy, healthy, uh, you know, way to approach consuming food and especially as a professional athlete. Now you've h- had a pretty, you know, meteoric rise. We do want to ask a little bit about this season. Um, you know, obviously, uh, not only with the the club, the first team, but also in the hearts of La Familia, in the the fan base, the community. Really, starting from that that Miami FC game, where you you really, I think that was the the first start you you had of the, the season, if I'm not mistaken, outside of the preseason. Um, uh, you know, Nick and uh, and Clement get get injured, and now you've got to step up. And how did you handle being thrusted into that spotlight, into the first team? And and not only how did you handle that from you know a mental aspect, but uh, but doing so in such an impressive manner?
2: Yeah, great question. Um, you know, it's like I put in so much work and I do so much preparation to be prepared for moments like this. Like, it's not nece- it's not like an easy thing mentally or physically to be in a non-starting position as a uh, goalkeeper. And so uh, when the coaches gave me the nod for the Miami FC game, I was like, all right, like, this is a big opportunity to – helped my team perform well in our first appearance in the U.S. Open Cup. Um, and two, it's like we were playing Miami FC, which is a really good side. It doesn't matter if they're championship or which league they're in. They're a good side. Um, and, you know, on any day, anybody can show up and beat anybody. So we knew that we were in for uh, a tough game. Um, and, you know, I just, again, it's like if yeah, I could feel the pressure that there's always pressure. There's always like expectations, but it's like, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm leaning on all the work that I've done, all the reps, all the meditations, everything that I've done leading up to this point, then like I should have full confidence in myself that I can come out and just play my game and be, be a leader and trust in just all the work that I put in. And when you do that, you're like, dude, like I've done this thousands of times. Like, there's no, there's no, uh, it's not going to help worrying about, oh, what if this happens or all oh, like, you know, like what's going to happen during the game is just be present with the game and feel it out and believe in your teammates and, uh, don't think too much, just kind of like react. Cause mm-hmm. you know, you, you train a lot and you know, if you just allow yourself to show up in that moment, then you'd be surprised at what you can accomplish. Um. And, yeah, too, it's, it's, like, yeah, I've been been with the club for, or I, this is going on, going on, like, my third year. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I uh, was on loan with our USL team last year, uh, got some minutes there. Um, and that was really, like, my first time competing at a pro level, didn't play any minutes my first year. I, I know 2020 was a little different mm-hmm. with the MLS's back tournament and whatnot, but um, I felt, like, you know, leading up to this moment was I'd done pretty much all the preparation you could possibly do. And, you know, I feel like when you work so hard, like at some point, like, you know, you're going to get an opportunity to show what you got. And, you know, I was just, I was just in my game that day. And then, you know, that helps you build momentum moving into the next game. And, um, you learn a lot. I learned so much from that Miami game. Um, and like applying what you learn in like the next game and then going back to work uh, working hard um, you know it really it really helped me uh, I guess gain a lot of confidence Mm -hmm. there
1: clearly because you know we move into the the month of May and you just um, go on absolute tear I mean one of the the top keepers in the league and that's got to feel really good just uh, having like you said all that that belief in yourself and about third way you know Done with the season, so still a a lot of games to play, but you've made an an amazing case for yourself as the starting keeper for this team. What goals or achievement have you set for yourself for the remainder of this season?
2: Uh, Well, I would say, again, like, I feel like a goal that I have for myself kind of runs, like, tandem with, like, the team. It's like we want to, you know, win the MLS Cup and we want to be in... I guess first and foremost, we want to make playoffs. But, yeah, we, we want to win the MLS Cup. So um, I just want to be able to perform and help my team win games. You know, uh, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. But, yeah, if we just take it game by game and uh, get the results that are going to help us get into playoffs and we can make a good run. Um, you know, yeah, I could think, oh, I want shut out someone this and that. But at the end of the day, it's like I'm a, I'm a part of a team. And we have to work together for if we're going to make it. So, um, just as long as we make playoffs and we're in contention to win league, I think that's a that's a a, a pretty good goal um, for us and, and for me too.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't think anybody in La Familia would be uh, too upset if we were in the playoff hunt here, and then definitely contending for the league. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, talking about lessons, you know, the clubs learned, especially over the past couple of years and as well as yourself, what would be the biggest lessons learned from the last year or so uh, for you? And how have you implemented them going into this year as you've overtaken the starter spot and helped push the team onward and upward?
2: Yeah, well, I guess looking at last year, like it was really at like a pro level. It's like I was able to kind of figure out like my process of preparation. Um and also, like, just play some games and gain some experience uh, to kind of help me develop um, into the goalkeeper that I know that I can be. And so I had to go through those games to uh, figure out my what warm-up I was going to do, what my game day routine was, what my pregame – what, like, my pregame playlist was. Um, and so I think, like, the biggest lesson would just to be uh, – just to like listen to your body, listen to your mind, and also prepare, prepare enough to where you know like when you go out there you don't have to think about anything else other than what's in front of you. Um, and then in terms of like on the field, um, I would say just like playing, playing uh, with the ball at like my feet and having confidence in like my passes, um, and like my accuracy. And like I had to, I guess I kind of had to learn a lot about. Um, positioning and, like, positional play and, like, possession because, like, our Cal team in college was good, but we didn't we, – we played good soccer, but I didn't play out of the back as much as I have uh, at this level. And so um, I felt just like I, that was an area that I needed to improve. Um, and so, you know, whether that's playing with our six more, you know, being confident on, you know, hitting long balls and driven balls into our fullbacks and into our nine – and just, like, understanding uh, when it's okay to play out and when you need to play long and just, like, really recognizing, like, moments of the game and how your decisions can really help your team out with breaking a press or just, like, relieving a press. Uh, and so, yeah, probably that'd be like the biggest lesson just, like, I guess going through the trials and tribulations of learning to play with my feet, really. Um, I feel like it's helped me a lot this year.
0: I mean, I think everybody will say that definitely has. There's been a lot more calm presence, especially in recent games where the balls come to the back. And, like, maybe in past games, especially early on for us, when we were still coming together as a team in 2020, there would have been a lot of chaos or just lobbing it straight up. But uh, definitely you can see the work's been put in on your side
2: for the ability to distribute the ball really well. So good work yeah. on that. Thank you. Yeah, and I, it's, it's still a work in progress. I, I still, you know, like – Go in like after a game, I'll do film with like my coaches, and we'll you know just like get into like the nitty gritty details of like all right, like this pass could have been to this foot, or like you know, like how was your vision on this play? Like did you see, did you see um, the the uh, a through pass that we could I guess exit out to our our uh, center back then to play forward? Like there's a lot of things that um, I'm still working on, but it's just again like you know not panicking when you get the ball. And just like being calm, and then just like accepting the pressure, and then making the the decision. Because when pressure comes, and space opens up, and you can find uh, places to uh, play through. So um, overall, I, I'm getting more confident. And just need to, you know, just make the right decisions at the end of the day. All
1: right, yeah, absolutely. We- We've, uh, you know, we, we did, we mentioned this in the beginning, but we, we've called you, referred to you as the Zen master. And this is something I think a lot of the fans are very interested in. We hear that meditation, um, you know, state of mind is a big part of your life. Was this something that was picked up in, you know, the recent years, or was this something that was instilled in you at a, at a younger age?
2: Um, I think it was instilled in me at a younger age. I just wasn't aware of like the language and like, like the like the vocabulary and like understanding associated with like being mindful and like meditation, um, you know, because again, like I spent a lot of time out, like outdoors, just like no phone, going on strolls through like the forest and like, just like sitting by like, by like the river. And these are like forms of mindfulness and being aware of yourself and your environment. Um, but I would say like, when I got into college, I started, um, I guess being more intentional with like 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 I guess having like a mindfulness practice, um, and I would say I had a teammate uh, who started a group called Cal Athlete Med Cal Athlete Led Meditation, and he would lead um, he would lead us through meditations, and like it kind of like opened me up to more of just like the sit in stillness, become aware of the thoughts that are coming in, um, and get connected to like your breath, which kind of like from there, like opened up Pandora's box of like, all right, like, what is this? Like, how how does this help our mental health? Like how, like, just like, I was just so curious, you know? Um, and so from that, I learned about uh, Wim Hof through a documentary and um, meditation and breath work kind of run in tandem. And I was super interested in like his breath work and like breathing, because I was like, oh, this deacon holds breath for how long? And, like, he can sit in cold tubs and do all these, I guess, crazy, like, physical feats and mental feats. And I was so interested. And so, um, in 2020, I started, I just downloaded his Wim Hof app and started uh, doing um, his breath works. And, like, over time, like, I became more aware of, like, how much we breathe and how your breathing can affect your state of mind and also help you perform on the field. Um, And so it's became a daily, not maybe not every day, but like five days out of the week, I'm doing some form of mindfulness practice, whether it's breath work, whether it's just sitting in stillness, like meditation. Um, And also in college, I got into yoga. So like going to yoga class helped me uh, just gain more body awareness and like, you know, figure out how the breath, And your body can connect through movement was huge. It was a huge step for me to take that helped me become a better athlete and overall just like a more aware human Um, and I think that these these are tools that we can use to understand like what works best for us Uh, because sometimes I'll be sitting in meditation and like something will come up that I wasn't expecting and then like for a second I'll, I'll have to like think about it or deal with it. And eventually it will, it, it will pass. Mm-hmm. And then I'll come back to the present moment and like, you know, things it's, it's a good way to kind of like figure out, all right, like what's going to surface. And then it's like, once I'm done meditating, then I can dissect it or talk to somebody about it. And it really helps me, um, deal with a lot of just like thoughts. And also just like the pressure that comes with being a pro athlete, um, and so overall, it's, it's, it's something that has uh, helped me get to where I am today and something that I'm going to continue to keep doing. Um, you know, I don't know if there's an end goal of, like, oh, I want to meditate for however long. It's just something that is uh, beneficial to your mind and also over time can help you become more aware of um, what you want to get out of life.
1: The, the journey is the destination.
0: Mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, so, like you know, that I'm that. actually kind of, I'm glad you brought up the Wim Hof method because I'm actually very familiar with the Wim Hof method. Uh-huh. As someone who has two small kids and I make an hour <laughs> commute one way, I try to find the, uh, the, the peace and Zen time myself as I'm weaving through traffic. Um, but no, I, I joke, but I do know, like, the benefits of it. So I guess my question regarding Wim Hof and your... Uh, your, your Zen practice as a goalkeeper how would you best say that the Wim Hof has helped you increase your ability to be a goalkeeper or increase your awareness around you in, in certain pressure situations?
2: Great question. Love this question. Cause I think about this all the time. Like, you know, I do do the Wim Hof for a reason. And a lot of it is, uh, it's like stress tolerance. Like it's the deep breathing for 40 or 50 breaths and then like followed by like a breath hold where, like when you lose your breath, that's like an immediate signal for stress. And so um, I, I think of it as like, all right, like the longer I can hold my breath, the more I can be okay with feeling that feeling of stress. And so I'm changing how I'm thinking and feeling about stressful situations. And when you're in a game and you have a lot of pressure on you and you have a guy spring at you with a ball and you're like, all right, like, what do I do? In that moment, I'm not panicking. I'm more focused on what's right in front of me or f- focused on what's in front of me. And I'm not like, okay, like this is, I'm, I'm not getting like that feeling of like fear. It's more like calm, you know? And so that's where I think like, like the breath work helps. Um, and then also uh, I do like full, bo- like full body cold plunges. Uh, Cause he's into like, he can, he get, he like chops through ice and jumps in. I'm not at that level yet. I'm more like, I can get in like 40 degree water and stand there for about like five minutes. kind of like, you know, what, it's kind of what I, you know, have experienced in terms of how cold and how long, like I don't really do, I do not really do more than five minutes, but also too, just like the mental, like the mental process that goes, that I guess occurs when you get, when you put yourself into an uncomfortable situation, like freezing cold water. Because the first thing you do is take a deep breath. And when you get in freezing cold water, it's like easy to panic. But again, in that moment, it's like, can I control my breath and can I sit with this feeling long enough to where I'm not associating with it being something bad, but something that can help me become more aware of my body and my mind. Um, And so when I do the cold plunges and like the breath work, I'm learning about like those triggers of stress and fear and like uncomfortability. And that's helping me build a higher tolerance to deal with more pressure when I play soccer.
0: That makes sense. That, that makes a lot of sense.
1: I had to Google this. Would... I was like mind blown when I saw it, Cause I, I was, you know, we, we, we were sharing questions. I was like, what? Well, I don't even know what that is. So I typed <laughs> in and I was like, I was like, this dude is crazy. <laughs>
0: So to piggyback off that, do you think you ever get to the point where you're walking through snow barefoot with no shirt on, looking like the Hulk
2: out in the blizzard? Or you think I you do? With where you're at? I do want to experience that. You know, um, I think like yeah, at the moment, like all I really have access to is like our is like our cold tub at the facility. But um, you know, like when I was back home for this off season, like me and my good friend, we would go down to the American River that's like rushing water it's like snow runoff from the Sierras and we would get in there and it was like difficult, but after we felt so good and it's like, just like finding that edge and then going a little bit further. I think, um, I just, I just like that, you know, seeing kind of how far you can go. Um, and so that's definitely like at some point if I can make it out to, you know, somewhere where, um, I can immerse myself in cold weather and go on like a, like a cold mountain hike like Wim does. That would be awesome. You have to be Canada. You're, you're
1: in the wrong <laughs> region of the country for anything cold.
0: I got an idea. You go to the New York, uh, New York city game and then we can go up to the Adirondacks. I'll take you up near Canada. Back where my yeah, old stopping ground. Yeah. He's are. from like backwoods, <laughs>
1: yeah. Northern New yeah. York. He, he's your guy to talk to.
0: We'll, we'll okay. do the, uh, we'll be like a couple uh, Vikings walking around the woods up there. We'll, there uh, go. we'll make some noise. Um, <laughs> But, you know, it's awesome to see that you're doing all of that. So, have you tried to take that and incorporate it with other players on the team? Or are other players approaching you saying, hey, Drake, we see what you're doing and it's working.
2: Can you help me? It's, it's I wouldn't say it's like guys are asking for help. It's more just like, hey, it's like, I'm kind of interested. I kind of want to join in, you know? Um, not yet with the cold tub. I've had a couple guys see me <laughs> in there. They're like, yeah, this dude's crazy. But, um, I got a couple of guys have, have have a gone full body with me. Um, but, uh, we do, we do do like group meditations after practice. Um, and so I, uh, kind of make that available to anybody who wants to, um, normally like we get anywhere from like five to like 10 guys oh. who come and do like a 10 minute meditation, whether it's through the headspace app, um, and then I have this, like, crystal singing bowl that I'll ring for, like, five minutes afterwards. Like the own bowl? Uh, it's like a... I, it's like a... It's like it has, like, this little, like, mallet, and you do this, and mm-hmm. it like... The sound vibrates and gets louder and louder, and so it's, like, a nice little... Um, it's, like, a, a nice little, like, cherry on top to a meditation. And, uh, you know, after, like, you know, we'll hang out for like five, 10 minutes, talk about what came up, how, how we're feeling. Um, and it's just definitely helped us create more bonds off the field. Um, helped us, has helped us communicate better. Has helped us just spend time together. And for the guys who aren't necessarily wanting to sit in stillness and listen to the, listen to like a meditation, it's like we'll go on walks around the training field barefoot and just do some grounding where we can just chat, just enjoy, each other's uh, presence. Um, I know, uh, you know, it's, it's nice being able to connect with your teammates um, in different ways and it just helps the relationship grow and overall helps us perform better.
1: Now I've heard that um, Deandre and Damien are also, you know, pretty, pretty big into that. Who, Who are the, I guess the, the typical crew that come to those post training uh, mind sessions,
2: yeah, um, yeah. DeAndre's yeah, super tapped in. Damien's tapped in. Damien doesn't actually come to our like meditation ones. He comes for like the walks, mm. uh, which is also another form of meditation. Um, but yeah, the crew is normally like me, DeAndre, Amay, Mabika, uh, Ryan Sailor, Georgia Costa comes, Campana um, comes. Uh, who else? Harvey Neville, uh, Indiana. Um, I don't want to miss anyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes Go our sometimes our coaches will come. Like our uh, strength coach Tom will come. Julian will come. My goalie coaches have come. Um, Chris McVeigh. Uh, we get a pretty good group that um, that shows up and that you know. It, we try to make it a daily practice. You know, sometimes, you know, guys are maybe... They're in some other form of, like, recovery, whether it's, like, a massage, compression pants, uh, bike. And so I normally give, like, a shout. We give, like, shouts. All right, meditation at this time, and you can make it come. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a, a good little, uh, I guess, team, team bonding experience and also culture building. Um, and it's something that is help me build more of a relationship with my back line. Cause if you think about it, it's like, all right, Damien, Chris, Deandre, May, Ryan, like these are guys that, you know, I'm communicating with during the game. And then also like, um, we have to understand, we have to be on like the same page during a lot of, like during a lot of those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall it's been a really good experience. That's a very
1: that. good point. Actually. That is uh, that makes a lot of sense too. That's, that's awesome. So walk us through, um, your, your game
2: day preparation,
1: uh, you know, more from that kind of uh, meditated or or, uh, or mental state.
2: Got gotcha. Yeah, it's so a game day preparation. Let's say it's a home game and our game's at 8 o'clock, since most of them are at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, if they don't get delayed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I normally wake up around six 45, 7 o'clock, do four rounds of Wim Hof, um, and then all try and get outside. I normally go on like a little bike ride, like a little 10, 20 minute bike ride or a walk with my girlfriend. Um, come back, make breakfast, put on some good music. Sometimes I'll listen to my game day playlist before I even get into like game mode just to like just to kinda like I don't know. I like I like uh like house music, classical, like techno electric. So it's nice to just kinda get like the vibes up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah. Eat a nice, healthy breakfast. I might watch uh, some soccer since it's normally on like the weekend, or mm-hmm. uh, just like review, re- just like review some highlights uh, of myself or of other goalkeepers like Manuel Neuer, okay. uh, just to I guess get the visualization in. Um, and I'll normally take like a pre-game nap uh, around like one or two o'clock. Um, wake mm-hmm. up. Um, and I'll have like lunch and like my like a like a, probably like a smaller lunch and like a bigger pregame meal around like three thirty four o'clock, um, and then yeah, I'll normally like fit in maybe like thirty minutes of reading, um, so like with like my legs up. Sometimes I'll read out loud to kind of work on like my voice and kind of get like my voice warmed up, because it's hard to hard to I guess communicate with La Familia cheering <laughs> as loud as you guys can. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty pretty chill day. It's just like, you know, it's I've in the past it was hard to not think about the game, and now it's like, all right, just like again, this when I practice meditation it helps me access the present moment quicker and uh, more fluidly. So it's like just being just the really being here now is kind of like one of the sayings that I that I like to I like just to like remind myself of cuz it helps me not think about what's to come and you know, if, I, if I'm if i just able to just get through my day and not have any performance anxiety, and if I do, then, like, make time to, to feel it out and let it pass, um, great. But for the most part, it's just, again, conserving your energy um, and, like, structuring your day so then when the game comes, it's like you have built up this momentum and this energy to where uh, you can perform at your best. And so... Um, yeah. Again, probably get to the facility around like five thirty or six o'clock. You know, greet everybody. Um, you know, chat it up. Uh, kind of hang out with like the guys in like the training room. Um, and then we'll have our pregame meeting. Uh, some days we'll even do like a, a, a meditation before our meeting. So we have like uh, we have like a he's like a mental strength coach, like sports psychologist name's Fahim. He'll come and do like an in person led meditation that's specific to uh, like the game and like performance. And so, normally, because it's a little bit earlier, we'll have less guys. Normally, that group is like me, Ryan, DeAndre, Leo, sometimes Chris, and George. Um, And so, he'll run us through like a little five to eight minute meditation session that kind of grounds us in this point in time. Um, And, like, uses mantras like my time, game time, or, like, locking in uh, to kind of, I guess, help us uh, mentally be prepared for what's to come. Um, And that's also very helpful. And then, yeah, once you finish the the team meeting, me in uh, the weight room, walk over. That's normally when I put in my headphones and start my playlists. And then from that point, it's you get to, like, a locker room, you know, run through, like, five or six songs, do my activation, and then you're ready to go. So, awesome. that, that was
1: detailed. I appreciate you, you, you <laughs> sharing that much. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Yeah.
2: Of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I really think about it. And it's, like, um, it's definitely helped me, like, I don't know, just, like, appreciate, like, the process because these are – These are something that I'm comfortable with sharing, of course, but also it's like, it's not like, it's just kind of like what I do. It kind of helps me understand it more. Like maybe me sharing that with you next time, I'm like, oh, well, maybe I'll try this next time. Or maybe I'll add little things in because it it, it definitely helps my awareness of like the timing. I think timing is huge with everything. So um, thanks for letting me share that because now, Now in the next game day comes around, I'm like, all right, stick to my process, but also it's like, I'm always looking for for ways to improve. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah.
0: So you have the Wim Hof method, you have the Zen master preparation, then you'll be thinking of us and you'll have the Inter Miami podcast effect on your, on your game today preparations. So yeah, 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 absolutely. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So uh, you were talking about La Familia and how loud they get and how, pump they get as you're uh, – you guys are out in the field, going down the field. We're putting the other team to the screws. Besides Drive Pink Stadium, because, I mean, we all know that's number one in our hearts, what would be – what would you say – what would you say is the best stadium you've played in at any point in your career so far? What would be your favorite? Um,
2: thus far, I would say – I mean, playing at Philly was pretty cool. I liked their stadium setup. Um, their fans weren't too harsh. Uh, <laughs> I got some, I got some, uh, I got some, uh, you sucks and go back home. Um, I think that was really that's, that's, too, a, that's actually pretty friendly. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so... Yeah, Philly, I like, I like playing at Philly because you had, like, the bridge in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, the pitch quality was great. Um, but I remember I traveled to uh, my rookie year, I traveled to Red Bull. Um, and that stadium was, like, from what, I, from what I remember, was pretty, pretty sick. And so I'm kind of looking forward to playing there. Pitch was also great from what I can remember, um, and also too like Red Bulls, such a fun game to be in. So I think all that will add to the overall game experience. Um, and too, it's like I have to credit to Charlotte, like the Charlotte ap- ap- atmosphere was 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 crazy, like mm-hmm. great fan show out. Um, you know, it's big stadium. You know, it's something you always like. Look forward to being a pro is like all the fans, like like the stadium, the the the, the atmosphere. Um, I mean, of course, nothing compares to driving stadium because there there is a feeling when you have La Familia behind you, like you're kind of like unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's relentless. And then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so uh, yeah, it's other stadiums are great. You know, some good. I played some good ap- atmospheres this year, but thus far, I felt. I felt the most confident and like strong when I'm at Pink Stadium. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you didn't take too much
0: of a beating in Philly because my son and I were definitely uh, the only two pinks in a sea of blue, <laughs> and uh, we definitely heard about it. Um, yeah, it was. I, I'm glad you came out unscathed. Let's put it that way. Yeah, no, I joke. I joke. <laughs> Union fans are great. Subaru Park's great. Um, but okay, so you've touched on the ones you've played in. What about? What stadium are you looking most forward to playing in that you haven't necessarily been to yet?
2: Well, okay, so I've been to Mercedes-Benz Stadium, but I haven't played there. So it's like that's our next game. I mean, I've been I've been there before during our game last year. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to that game. Um, I'm trying to think. What other away games do we have? I can tell uh, you
1: right now if you want. I mean,
2: yeah, I mean, I mean, right now I think Atlanta. So also, is uh, a really good team, um, and you know, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, like their atmosphere with like the train horn and you know everything mm-hmm. is pretty interesting. Uh, but yeah. Um, is there
1: a, a massive difference between going from, um, you know, grass to a turf uh, pitch in terms of, of being a keeper? Do the Does the ball skirt a little faster? Or is there anything that you need to focus on when you know you're going into a, a turf arena?
2: Yeah, I mean, personally, like, as long as I have, like, maybe a session on turf before we play on turf, be good but even if not like I don't think it's too much different from grass as like a, a goalkeeper yeah if, if it if it's wet the ball might skip a little bit more um maybe the turf's a little thicker so you have to pass a little bit harder but I mean I grew up playing on turf uh and you know I think at, at this level it's you know um adaptability is huge so whether it's grass or turf it's like if you Kind of stick to stick to your game plan, stick to your to your technique. You'll be okay. Um, yeah, there's little adjustments you'll have to make. Maybe uh, in terms of like maybe the ball sits higher on grass or is a little flatter on turf. But overall, um, I definitely slide farther on turf <laughs> when I when I dive. I'm yeah. not sure if that probably, has an effect. Also, burns too, a little it's, more too. I will say, like, I wear metal studs on grass, so you can you, you can dig in more, mm-hmm. um, but I've still felt when I, like, when I play on turf when we were at Charlotte, I still felt mobile, still felt versatile, like, quick, like, didn't have any problems with, like, with, like, with, like my footing, um, so overall, like, I'm just going to show up, grass, turf, and I'm going to ball out. That's kind of, like, my, like, mentality. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all we can ex- expect at this
0: point because, you know, you've definitely been balling out over the past few weeks. <laughs> um, yeah. but, you know, talking about balling out, and, you know, you've already touched on stadiums that you've been, enjoyed playing in. Um, are are you excited as much as I know Jay and myself are for this Barcelona-friendly coming up? Uh, I mean, I would have to imagine you are, especially with all the, you know, the legends that have come from that club. Yeah, I
2: mean, it's a huge game. anytime like you have the chance to play against, like, a world-class team. Um, It'd be pretty cool because, I mean, like, these are really, really good players and we'll be able to play at home. Um, And it's just, like, you're getting exposure to a different style of play. You're getting exposure to a different level of play. Um, And also, it'll just be, like, a good challenge for us uh, as, like, a group. Um, I know that's a midweek game, so I'm, like, interested to see kind of, like, it's kind of like how we handle that, just because it, it will be, it will be, and uh, um, I guess close to a month now. Uh, but um, overall, super excited. Like, I mean, it's like a once. I mean, thus far, I mean, I've never had the opportunity to play against Barcelona, so um, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I'm sure all my other teammates are. Um, and yeah, we'll be. Uh, we'll be used to the humidity by then, mm. <laughs> so uh, we might have an advantage there, but overall, yeah, I mean, it's going to be sick, like it's Barcelona.
1: Um, I think we're going to see a, a, the first sell, sell-out game uh, at Drive Pink, so this will be yeah. an exciting um, just kind of historical day for, for Inter Miami. This going to be a really good good time. Uh, we've kept you here for, for much, much longer than <laughs> we initially told you we were, so we'll kind of just run through speed round here. Uh, Uh To wrap this up But what is your favorite thing to do in South Florida Outside of your profession
2: Um, Probably to spend time at the beach Um, I mean I grew up It was more like forest and stuff So when we went to the beach It was always cold So you know Being able to Enjoy the warm sun And nice warm water is nice Um, And two, just Just like Again, it's pretty simple. Like I go on like a lot of bike rides. I go to Hugh Taylor Bird State Park. Go on like a lot of like nature walks there. Um, you know, eat good food. Um, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty mellow guy. Really, uh, you know, don't really go out that much. When I do, it's probably to the store to get groceries. Uh, <laughs> and this <laughs> overall uh, kind of just like. I get I get all the stimulus from soccer and games. So when mm-hmm. I'm not when I'm not there, I kind of just like to be chill.
1: Yeah, well, um, Publix is a magical place. So yeah. uh, every Floridian holds holds Publix dear to their heart. Um, all right, here we go. Million dollars is on the line. Your fate is in your teammate's hand to convert a PK. Who on the team are you definitely not picking? Does Does anyone have like two metal toasters for feet?
2: Uh, who am I not gonna pick? Um... I mean, everyone has pretty good PKs, even like the goalkeepers. Um, I would say probably (laughs) McVeigh. I love I love Chris McVeigh, but I'm going to throw him under the under the bus on this one (laughs) because I haven't seen him take many PKs, and um, yeah, uh, nothing against my guy McVeigh, but. Yeah, I I respect you for
1: for completing the answer and not, uh, you know, not trying to kind of shake out of it there. (laughs) That's uh, that's good, though. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, sorry, Chris. I mean, I still love you, but that damn, that's pretty harsh. (laughs) No, I'm I'm playing. Um, So, Drake, who would you say is the craziest teammate to travel with on road games? Like, who's the guy who's. Gonna want to go out and do the most stuff, or or maybe go out and check out the town, or you know something like that.
2: Well, I mean, like normally, like whenever like we like arrive after like a flight, get to the hotel, we normally go on like a walk. Like a group of guys will go on like a walk. We'll, I mean, everyone's kind of in- interested in where we're where we're staying and where we're at because for some guys, it's, like the first time they've been there, you know, like that was like my first time in Philly. Um, when we, when we went to Philly, so I was like, all right, like I kind of want to see what's going on. Um, but I would say like the craziest guy, just overall on travel trips from just like being around probably Grigori. Um, he's always like, ah, he's, he's he's, like, just part of his like personality. He's always like, like laughing and like, and and, and, I guess enjoying the meals and, um, good vibes. So glad to give it to him.
1: All right. So settle this debate because this has been one that we've been having since last season, just because announcers say different. Is it, is it Gregory? Is it Gregory? Is it uh-huh. Gregor? What, what would he want everyone to call him? Because, um, you know, not every American is, is great with pronunciations of, of names from other countries.
2: He gets called all three. Like, <laughs> Some coaches, some of our staff will call him Gregor. Some will call him Gregori. Some will call him Greg. Um, I just call him Greg. But Greg, I like it. I think he's cool with all three. Like, it's never – if I were to use all three, he'd respond to all of them. So
1: Okay, so he's, he's pretty chill, pretty laid back. I like that.
2: Yeah, I forget
0: which USL game it was, but I think they actually gave him a fourth one too. I want to say it was like G R G O R E. Or like, it was like it was gregory yeah <laughs> oh. <laughs> something like that
1: i was low-key hoping it was gregor just from like being a game of thrones fan
2: yeah
1: yeah but uh all right Oh uh, so where is there a shrine you built in your house is there where, where are you gonna be housing or keeping all these man of the match trophies that you've uh you've won already and then i'm sure you're gonna accrue some more throughout the season
2: there's in my closet oh. right? <laughs> uh, it's it's funny because yeah it's it's like it's like great to get man of the match and all that but you know, it's, like, I mean, I think my team performs great. It's, like, we mm-hmm. win those games. So, it's, like, I don't think it lands on one person um, or one player. And, like, it's going to be, you know, more man the matches There's going to be a man match each game. So, like, you know, whoever it is, like, great. Like, you did well. But overall, it's... Like, again, like the team, it's like a team effort, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I am i am actually interested in, I want to design a man of the match ball. So They're think, really
1: cool, I will say. Yeah,
2: yeah. The, 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 art, the art on them is super cool. Um, and I'm in, into like drawing and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm going to see if I can design one. And hopefully uh, whoever gets it will have a special.
1: Yeah, kind of one-on-one. Maybe you can help us design the, the Copa del Sol trophy that I want to pass back and forth with Orlando throughout the season, depending on who's, you know, holding the bragging right. So okay. uh, I might, might reach out to you, uh, to you for that. But, like, really appreciate the time. I mean, this has gone oh, over an hour. I, I completely misled you. I apologize. You've been a, a good sport. Uh, super down to earth, super humble. Cannot thank you enough uh, for coming on, man.
2: Yeah, no, this is this is awesome. Um, like, I, you know, you guys give me the opportunity to kind of share some of my stories, huge. Um, and you guys ask a lot of really good questions. Like, I was able to, you know, visit some areas of my life that, you know, like maybe just normal to me, but to someone like that may be able to help them or, you know, maybe they get interested in something. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm always, you know, about... I like giving back in some way, shape, or form, and you know, you guys having a platform like this is huge. To where um, I could, you know, talk about just like really myself, and also like just like life and soccer and all these things. So this is this is awesome. Thank you, guys.
1: We know that no, the fans are going to love it. But go ahead, then. I know you want to say bye. No, well. I was just.
2: Gonna... Yeah,
0: <laughs> no. Again, you know, thanks, Drake, for coming on. You know, we really appreciate you coming on and, and spending your valuable free time with us. Um, you know, the fans are definitely going to enjoy the insight into your life and more into the Zen Master uh, persona that we've helped push a little bit here. But uh, no, really, thank you very much.
2: That edit was awesome, dude. I, I I'm gonna, I'm about to set that as like my screensaver soon. So so cool. Yeah, I to, told uh, you'd like it. I told you.
1: <laughs> I'll have to bring you one of these these uh, these kits that we design for the for the podcast that Stan is wearing. I'll, I'll have to bring you one no. because you've been such a good sport and, and hanging out for so long. You no, know,
2: I I see those. And I'm like, dude, those are sick. Like, can we get one of those? Maybe we can do like a little jersey trade or something. Hey,
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm unfortunately going to be uh, out of town for the for the. Uh, rest of the games this month but uh we'll coordinate that yeah i, I okay. got you on. i got a pink one and a white one we'll figure that out again thank you so much for all the time the fans are gonna love this you've been an absolute uh it's been a pleasure to have you on man
2: yeah thank you guys Good Stuff. this is drake calendar and you've been listening to the inner mammy podcast